And when when did you arrive here at the shelter? Usually people are allowed to stay here for two to five or seven days, maximum. I've been living here for nine or ten days. They're letting me stay until my daughter can come and pick me up. I'm always waiting for the phone call. So you're going to stay here until until you hear from your daughter? Yes, because I don't have any other family or friends or anything. I have nowhere to go. Nadia Radchenkova is living in a shelter. It's a bunch of cots, tables of food, donated clothing, all hidden in a basement in this industrial complex in Zaporizhia. She made it here from her home in Mariupol, a city that's now under siege by Russian forces. Can you tell me about your daughter? What can I say? She was married, she had two children, they went to school. My daughter worked at a shop and her husband worked at a factory. We had two cats and two dogs. It was my responsibility to to cook breakfast for the children, take them to school and bring them home. They would play some games on the phone and then they would go to bed. Every day it's the same. We had a good life. This is Ukraine Stories from Fearless Media, where we tell the story of the war in Ukraine one person at a time. I'm David Green. Can you tell me about your life in in Mariupol? We did have a good life. It's just that we didn't have enough money. And so on the 23rd of February, my daughter and her husband left to go to Poland to work there. But they couldn't cross the border because on the 24th of February, the war started. And they wanted to come back home, but their train was stopped. You were by yourself after your daughter and her husband left? I was alone with my two grandsons. They are 10 years old and 6 years old. They would stay in the basement and I would be in the house. I had to cook. I had to bring water from outside to cook with. There was no electricity. We still had a stove and I would make a fire in the stove and my face was all black because I was cooking on the fire. So you're with your grandkids, they're in the basement, and tell me about the day that your house was was damaged. It was the 15th of March. We heard a huge explosion. They came out of the basement and we saw that the house was almost completely destroyed. And my neighbors came and congratulated me on my birthday. I said, but my birthday is in the summer. They said, no, this is your birthday. You have to remember this day. Why, why did your friends say that it was another birthday for you that day that your house was, was hit? Because I survived. I was in the house at the moment it was hit by an explosion. 
and I survived. What happened then? Like, where did you and your grandchildren live and sleep after your house was was damaged? I stayed in the house because one room was still okay and the grandchildren stayed in the basement. So how many days did you live like that with your grandchildren in the basement and, and you in this one room that was was still okay? A half a month. Can you tell me about the day that your daughter came back to get your grandchildren? It was the 23rd of March. There was very heavy shelling that day. One of my grandsons was with me in the house, and my daughter came up to the gate and she cried, Come on, hurry up. Open the gate for me. I could not talk to her because she was there for only a few seconds. Her bags were already packed in the house, so she came, took the bags, took the children, and ran away. She had to run because there was shelling, and she was running from the shelling. Did, did you want to go with your daughter and grandchildren? Of course I wanted to go, but there was very little time, and I am not able to run. And she told me where I could go to find her, but I forgot. There was so much stress, so much stress, that I forgot what she told me. So your your daughter was trying to tell you, like, come meet meet us here, or she was giving you a place to go and, and you couldn't remember what she said? Yes, because of the stress, I forgot what she said. And then what, what did you do next after your daughter left with the grandkids? What happened next? I didn't do anything. I was only crying. I felt helpless. After that, my neighbor came and took me to live in her house, but then her house was also destroyed because a house near hers was bombed and all her windows were broken. And that morning, Russian soldiers came to her yard and we were following them and they were asking, where are you going? Go inside the house. And then as they were leaving the yard, one of them said, you have to leave because it's going to get really bad here. Were you, were you scared? No. I wasn't scared of them. I'm not scared of anything now. Why aren't you scared of anything now? What should I be afraid of? I have one leg in the grave now. What did you say to the Russian soldier who said, you got to get out of here? We did not say anything to the Russian soldiers, but it was very scary when we were walking to leave the city because there were dead bodies everywhere, there were some military vehicles, I don't know, some tanks, I don't know if they were Russian or Ukrainian, I'm not very good at these military things. And a house was burning somewhere, even a nine-story building was burning. It was very scary. How far did you walk and where did you go? 
I had to walk really far. It was difficult. There was no transport. Everything was ruined. Everything was burned. People would help me and carry my bags, and I had to leave one of them somewhere on the road. Hmm. Do you remember the, the moment that you arrived here and how you were feeling? I felt very bad. Like, very bad, until I came here to the shelter. The volunteers helped me and I saw a doctor and now I feel better. Have you had contact with your family, with your daughter and, and your grandkids? Yes, she called me once and I told her that I was here and she said that she was in another place. And then we lost connection. I couldn't tell her that she should come here. She just said, Mom, we are waiting for you. Are you che- you're checking your phone? What? What? I just tried to call her, but she is not online. She managed to call only once. My phone is always charged. I take it with me wherever I go. I talked to some of my friends yesterday on the phone, but I still can't reach my daughter. How long has it been since you've talked to her? Like a few days or a week? She doesn't remember. Too much stress, a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. When we walked up to come see you, I saw you were sitting outside just in a quiet place, you know, maybe thinking. Um, do you have moments to smile and, and some happy moments here? even though it must be very difficult to be without your family? When new people are coming here to the shelter, I feel happy. But then when they are leaving, I feel very sorry, like they are departing again. It's difficult then. But when they depart, we do know they are alive. did check, and Nadia still hasn't heard from her daughter and grandkids. She thinks they're still in Melikina. That's a town near Mariupol, and it's in an area that Russian forces have occupied for weeks. This is Ukraine Stories from Fearless Media, telling the story of the war in Ukraine one person at a time. I'm David Green, and we'll be back with more tomorrow.